In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk all about handheld PCs. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 273 by my count. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray, uh, and I am here to talk about handheld PCs. And when I thought of, hmm, I want to talk with somebody about handheld PCs, I wanted to get my good buddy Carrie, uh, a.k.a. The Fox, on, uh, because you know way more than I've ever known about handhelds. Uh, thank you for joining us, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we haven't, I mean, we've been talking offline since LTX, but LTX was a great time. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and thank you, Willis, to, for controlling the verticals and horizontals. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Uh, and, and Willis is a, a, a recent convert to handheld gaming. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I PCs, mean, I, handheld gaming handheld PCs. PCs don't, yeah. Yes. I've, I had uh, Game Boys before. I, I have a Switch, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Uh, recently I've been playing with the, uh, ROG Ally. And that was true. That's fun. That's that true. Uh, we, we are a little short on time here today, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Speaking of the ROG Ally, uh, Carrie, have you, have you had a chance to play with the non, uh, the, the, the newer version that came out with the, the, the X1? Z1. Z1. Yeah, I'm sorry. The yeah. Z1 non extreme. So I apparently picked the worst time to go to Italy because uh, I was like, September, nothing should be coming out. And it turns out everything did. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, Asus reached out to me. They said, Hey, do you want it? And I said, yeah, but I'm going to go. And they said, all right, we'll, we'll figure something out later. So right now that's in limbo. So um, last I heard is that they're trying to scrounge up a review sample somewhere. Uh, as of this moment, I don't have it. Okay. Have you, have you, uh, uh, have you kept up on on the the testing that other fine folks like uh, Retro Game Core or uh, or yeah Takiyama yeah so has done yeah so the uh, it's I'm aware of it um, uh, also because of the 7640U in comparison to the 7840U and it tracks pretty much similarly so I was already under the assumption of how it would track mm -hmm. uh, there are some things that I do want to take a look at specifically with like uh, just seeing how we can try to manage anything but my Expectation is that the results are as they've been reported. What so? What kind of testing do you want to get into? Is it stuff that you haven't seen yet, or so the thing that I want to take a look at? Yeah, because um, on Zen Four, AMD already self um, assigns P cores like their their star P cores. Mm -hmm. They're all technically P cores, right? Mm -hmm. So every core that they have is, but they're actually ranked. Uh, and tools like hardware info can reveal that info. So depending on the ranking of the, how they are distributed, you, I wanted to basically see if we can do some things that were available in the 6800U where on the 7000 series, they will kind of auto target those P cores, those star cores automatically. Mm. And I am not certain if that's the case on the Z1. And so far as trying to park the cores that are not the star cores and only the star cores, and then see if CPU wise, we can just power, power adjust things to get better performance within a given TDP ceiling. Cause essentially you're saying, uh, the limit you, you can, you can afford to lose some CPU ability to try to push a little more TDP towards the GPU. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not, not a whole bunch of games actually are multi-threaded in any given respect very few games are like doom eternal does it well uh cyberpunk latest version does it extremely well um so most games that you're going to play i'd say the majority of pc games 
are going to be uh, dual core most, um, like in all respects. Some of the newer ones are going to be quad core, but even outside of that, going more than quad core really doesn't help unless it's very, very specific modern games. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I will look forward to that testing uh, and hopefully you should too. I'll go over to subscribe at the Fox, uh, P-H-A-W-X. Uh, and then, so another one I want to talk to you about is the Lenovo Legion Go. Uh, so I actually got my hands on it. We I did a video on it. Uh, have you had a chance to, to mess with it yet? Nope. Um, I have not. I'm just looking to pre-order it, uh, to be able to, uh, get my hands on it. So the, the biggest question I have for you is the, the whole FPS, what they're dubbing the FPS mode, which if you don't know, the Lenovo Legion Go has detachable, uh, uh, joy cons are kind of like the, the switch. I'm just going to call them joy cons, uh, <laughs> detachable controllers from the side, kind of like Nintendo, uh, switch. Uh, but the, the right joy con, uh, you flip a little switch and it turns on the IR, uh, and you put it in this, in this little weighted thing and it kind of becomes almost like a, a pseudo mouse. Uh, you know what it reminds me of? It actually reminds me of a vertical mouse. Have you seen those vertical mice? So it, yep. it, it's kind of like that. Um, and so the idea is, you know, you do your more normal character movement with the, the left stick uh, or the, the left hand. Um, and then with this mouse mode, it's kind of a little more granular mouse movement for first person shooters. I, me personally, I can't see any... I'm not excited for it. I can't see a use case in the way that I use handhelds to to use this this mode. And for me personally, I'm okay just using a thumbstick for first-person shooters. I'm sorry, uh, uh, put me on the stake. Uh, but Carrie, I, I'm very curious. Like, what, what do you think about that mode? Are you excited for it? W would you actually use it? I wouldn't use it. Uh, I have no. I'm much like how you think. Uh, like, I I align with your thought process in. Where I'm using a handheld, I'm typically not by a table, uh, so I'm usually in a couch. I'm in a. I'm never having something that has a flat surface in front of me for which I can put this vertical mouse onto. Having said that, a vertical mouse probably is very ergonomic. I know that there's a lot of ergonomic mice that are vertically shaped, so um, I like it insofar as it be becoming an additional accessory that's already attached. I love that thought process. So anything that they can add as an add-on that does not act as an additional accessory, I'm a big fan of. Anything that is an accessory that I have to put in my bag is mm -hmm. just more baggage and I'm never going to carry with me. Whereas this is required to actually use it as a handheld. So overall, I'm a big fan of their thought process. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I was thinking too, I was like, okay, well, I mean, there's two different ways, right? You're either going to you're either going to put it on a table and and use it use the screen built in and, and just kind of game like that, which I, I don't really game like that. Sounds like you don't either. Uh, the other one is okay. Well, what if you dock it to a bigger screen uh, and then you have the ability to do that? But I think if you're docking it at that point, you probably could hook up a mouse and keyboard anyway. So yeah, I I just you know yeah the the, the use case me personally I, I wasn't too excited about it but what what about just the detachable joy cons themselves apart from the fps mode do you is that is that a benefit to your use case to actually just have them detachable in the first place uh i mean the only place that i think that i might actually use that is like on a treadmill um on a treadmill it might make sense where i can just kind of like park the the screen on the dash and then i'm walking with the joy cons in my hand because that's come yeah you, you, you that, fit man you <laughs> well, attempt, attempting to be, uh, but yeah, those are like some things that I've always thought in my head. I've used a switch like that, uh, one time, but I would rather use a PC gaming handheld in that manner. 
Uh, yeah, I'm a, I think that it's uh, with the amount of PC gaming handhelds that exist right now, I'm all for as many options as possibly that could possibly exist. The, uh, the switch from being a wired to a Bluetooth, I I don't I am curious on how fast that part actually is, uh, because it really needs to be very switch like to actually be something people are going to use. Um, but yeah, that's um, I I think it's overall great to have it in the PC gaming handheld landscape. Which uh, I mean, when when I saw it, oh God, it was what two months ago now or something. Like that? I can't remember. It was a while ago because it was a pre-brief for IFA. Um, it it was very early hardware the the software was very early the whatever they're calling legion space which is going to be the the actual uh overlay software and things like that uh they couldn't even show us uh or they they didn't have it it wasn't even on but even then the detaching it and using it was was super quick so uh, oh yeah that's positive then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah almost to the point that it made me think that it was connected over bluetooth just to begin with oh Right. I, don't, I don't know. I, I actually can't remember if that was the case. I feel like they said once once you actually seed it, it will switch over information. So curious. Yeah. Um, once again, it, it is not a use case that I was necessarily that excited about. So I didn't really dive too deep in it. My worry is that is that it, it was going to be a depreciated experience uh, for just handheld use. So say you were never going to detach them, I would not want that to be a a spot where maybe it, it becomes loose. Or becomes because uh, it is heavy. One point eight pounds is is pretty heavy. Uh, it's going to help for your workout routine, Carrie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, like for my switch, and my switch is pretty light. But even my switch, I feel like the Joy Cons after after having them for a while has started to like feel a little wobbly. So oh. that's the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit. But hey, it's it, you know the, I, do, I actually don't even know if they have a, a release date yet. Uh, did they say they had a release date? Um, I can't remember. I only heard but... like sometime in October is when the pre-order thing was. Uh, okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. Anything. Yeah. I, I definitely want to try to get one in uh, to, to check it out. Uh, speaking of another one that I would love to try, but I'm also not super excited for it. You did a video recently about the GDP win mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you did a video saying it was like the best handheld that you wouldn't recommend to anybody. Is that the title? Something like that? That's correct. Uh, your thumbnail was just a, a very dramatic, you know, uh, handed <laughs> palm uh, kind of thing. So m- maybe explain to people why, because you were excited when you brought it by L- LTX. Uh, you showed yeah. off the, the stream there. Why, why, why is this something that you love so much, but you wouldn't recommend it? So I, I mean, uh, ultimately speaking, that this is actually a thing that a lot of people, including myself, um, are looking forward to. They want a PC gaming handle that actually is small enough. There are a, a subset of people that only consider a handheld super small. Um, so for those types of people, the Steam Deck doesn't enter into it. Lenovo Legion Go, the Ally, those are not handhelds to these people. For those people, the Switch actually isn't a handheld for them. So they're still like in this mindset that it has to be a small. Everything about the device is absolutely fantastic. The keyboard, the analog sticks, the D-pad, the screen, which I was actually worried about is actually really good. Hmm. Uh, the problem is, is that it uh, the middle shell is actually made out of metal, and all of that heat is eventually just uh, broad. The heat is broadcasting out from the chip, obviously, and it's just radiating into that metal shell, and it's just absorbing that, and eventually just getting up to a temperature that is uh, exceedingly uncomfortable to actually use. Oh wow! Yeah. What uh, wait, what is the cooling solution inside? Uh, heat pipes, I, I imagine, to a yeah to a yeah. Fan. So there there's a there's a heat sink with two heat pipes that 
internally the temps are fine i when you even go up to 25 watt on this device it's going to go around like 85 degrees celsius which is pretty high but not for a chip a chip is fine running at 85 degrees celsius so what it's actually doing internally is fine it's just the uh the radiated heat that is going into the case hmm. that is affecting things so gpd uh has remade the middle shell case they are now um inserting um fiber glass fiber into the plastic as well to also resist heat. Hmm. Um, and this is something that someone did a long time ago with the GPD Win 2. They actually made a, a shell replacement that was made out of black nylon, and it was outrageously resistant to heat. Um, so wow. this is the direction that they're going into. They're already saying that there are positive results. I should have that by the early October, so I'll be able to report on that, and I'll be able to do an A-B comparison with a my thermal capture uh, and see what the result is. Okay. Well, well, that, that's promising. It's, it's good to know that they they followed up since that that video. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of the questions I have is that, like, I, me personally, once again, speaking of use cases, I'm not really that excited for that form factor of like a a, a keyboard and you know, I mean, I, I like the clamshell idea, right? Uh, but like the idea of a, a full keyboard or uh, what was it? Uh, did is I a Neo who just announced the 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 slide that has the, the slide? Or, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, but like. I don't see myself needing a, a full keyboard. Uh, are, are you somebody who likes having that that full keyboard option? Oh, dude, yeah, we should talk about this. Really? This is like the so in 2015 there were when GPD was first making the GPD Win One. There were the keyboard wars. This is an old forum that no longer exists. This is called hmm. Dingunity. Uh, so this is like a uh, underground. This is we're talking about like retro handhelds before they even be, got big. Hmm. So this is running on the Dingu. Uh, but yeah, so I was team uh, keyboard all the way, and I still very much like to have a keyboard. But this is. Um, uh, Windows does not run is not a very good PC gaming handheld operating system. Having a keyboard makes it so that you can just use it as Windows PC, hmm. uh, and that is why that is what drives my desire for it. So something like the Steam Deck that doesn't have a keyboard, they have Steam OS with GameScope and everything else that they've done that you don't need a keyboard. Everything works just fine without one. Um, and, the, and the overlay is actually pretty uh, uh, stable and reliable. I feel like the the ROG Ally. Oh, like keyboard overlay isn't always the most reliable. So yeah, yeah. So the amount of work that Valve has done to make a keyboardless PC gaming handheld uh, is paying dividends. They've done a fantastic job, and I actually love using Steam OS on the Steam Deck. But when I'm using Windows, I really prefer having a keyboard. It, there's just a lot of oh, small things. Okay. Alt Tab, Alt F4. Uh, there's just lots of little things that come up, especially if a, a game you're playing, it's like enter your character's name. And it's like the virtual keyboard's not coming up and you just want to just put in something. Having a physical keyboard present on PC gaming uh, makes things much, much better. Hmm. Okay, well, sounds like I just need to try it and see for myself and, and yeah, maybe I'll be a convert. Uh, do, you, do you feel like that is the one to, to try out? Or is oh, there, yeah. If, if, if GPD solves the heat problem, mm-hmm. this is going to be the one. Like in terms of it, the seven inch screen, the size of it, the the weight of it, the battery capacity, like everything, it's it's less weight than a Steam Deck, has ten percent more battery capacity than a Steam Deck, uh, has the same size screen as Steam Deck, even though it's sixteen by nine and Steam Deck sixteen by ten, but a lot of games are in sixteen by nine, mm. so you still have the same screen size but way smaller. I can pocket it. I put it in my back pocket. Um, so yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Also, the keyboard is really really nice to use. Uh, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. If they can fix this, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hyped. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, and the 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 last company I want to talk about, unless you have uh, 
any new fall releases that you want to talk about is the the Ionia Coon. Uh, so yeah. you 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 just got it in. Uh, I I, did. I I had ordered one. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll have one sometime right, soon. Yeah. But uh, cool. this one, oh man, look at that. Oh, oh it, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it looks good. Uh, so so tell tell people what the claim to fame on the Coon is. So uh, there's a few things that are going on here for what INEO is doing. First, uh, what I actually care about is they went uh, full all out. So even on their on their INEO slide, I don't know if I'm going to be able to show this to you guys. Yeah, we can see can a little bit. It, yeah, my focus on the camera is not oh. going to do it. <laughs> right now it's set to 54, uh, 54 watt TDP. So this guy goes nuts. Um, so I'm going to be doing some more testing on that to see how far I can drive this and how well it can run. Um, but then it's also that large screen that they have. Unfortunately, it is still a portrait-based screen, and I was hoping that with that larger screen, it would have been uh, native landscape. Mm. It unfortunately isn't. So that only matters insofar as Windows and uh, if you wanted to play older PC games without needing a wrapper. So if you're playing modern games, no big deal. Uh, but it also has two touchpads, which... Eh, I mean, some, pe- some people swear by them. Like, I don't necessarily miss them on the, the Ally. But like some people are like, I can't, I can't imagine anything other than a Steam Deck because of those those pads. The, the Steam Deck's track touchpads, trackpads uh-huh. are way better than what are on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is so, it is it the tactile nature? Is it responsiveness? Like what what's? Yeah, it's just I'm not really I'm I'm using it a little bit more, but it it the right trackpad basically operates as a circular um, touchpad on a laptop. So it has right click and left click on the bottom and left quadrants oh. of that circle. <laughs> oh, oh, that's weird. Okay. Huh? Yeah. And it, it, there's like this weird generalized tactile haptic feedback. So when you're th- you know, putting your thumb on it, it's like just vibrating at an interval. So it's, it exists and it works. I like it because there isn't always present mouse on there. So I'm happy for that. Uh, I think that the implementation could be a little bit better. Having said that, I do need to jump into ISPACE a little bit more and see how far I can tune it because right now it is at default settings. Mm. Um, and then the left stick doesn't do anything in terms of mousing. So I have to see on ISPACE what that I can configure that to insofar as if I want it to be an analog stick or a D-pad or, or what have you. It The left trackpad does not operate as a mouse pad but when i put my finger on it it gives give me a sensation interesting yeah so even if so say say they you you find out that that these trackpads just aren't up to snuff to be able to actually play a game with if it's if it's just there for a default mouse movement if you need to or or you can configure maybe some sort of hotkey or something like that do do you feel like that's still even a a bonus to have a big bonus yeah and i I would wager that the IS space that they're working on, because they even updated it now, so you can actually change the VRAM settings like you can do on the Ally via software. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's now in the IS space app. So I would wager that they are going to fine-tune that considerably as time goes on. It's uh, IS space has been updated twice on this device since I've had it. So they're constantly pushing updates to their own application. So I would say that whatever, however my feelings are right now, that they're be tuning that over time. So... Yeah, the but the 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 big the big thing is that seventy eight forty U being pushed up to to you know fifty watts. Uh, yeah. Do you do you feel like you're you're actually even going to be even going to be able to get anything out of pushing so, that hard? It, no, in gaming scenarios, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to matter at all. Okay. Uh, and the reality of the situation is that uh, the GPU and memory side is really what's going to be bottlenecking us. Mm-hmm. Is that uh. W- 
we can use up all of that power. On the CPUs alone, the eight cores, we can go up to 50 watt easy. On the GPU, we can go up to 30 watt easy. I What these numbers mean is that technically on 7840U, if we had our druthers, we could push it up to 85, 90 watts. It could consume that much easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even at 54 watt, we're not even going full metal on, on this guy, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that even when we're pushing all this power into it, uh, we're going to exhaust the bandwidth out of it and we're going to have congestion. So when you look at it, so going from 15 watt to 18 watt is about a 10% increase. Going from 18 watt to 28 watt is another 10% increase. Okay. And then going from 28 watt to 50 watt is going to be another 10% increase. So pushing all this power into it, you're not going to get the return back. There's massive diminishing returns there and you're going to drastically reduce your battery life. So this is going to be something that you're going to be using while plugged in only, and it's not even going to be all that awesome. So in terms of the returns, like how much power you're putting into it Mm -hmm. from a CPU point of view. Yeah. You're going to see those gains. Hmm. So especially CPU limited games. uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anything that was CPU bound for sure. You're going to see a big increase in there, but then there's also just productivity stuff. Uh, They sent me the 64 gig Ram model. So the, uh, ostensibly, this is a workstation handheld. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, how... Uh, okay, that's the other thing. We talked about this a little bit at LTX, but like, Neo is kind of coming out hot and heavy with, with all these releases. They just talked about the slide. The Coon isn't even out yet. Like, do you think they're con- going to continue to try to push it even further? Like, can you can you imagine in, uh, you know, a couple months' time, they're like, hey, this is the, the Coon Pro Plus uh, that pushes up to 85 watts. <laughs> Uh, I, I would personally tell them to cool their jets a bit because, um, uh, the, the feedback that I get alone is that people are fed up with how many releases that INEO is coming out with. Uh, there is a, a small part here that I want to kind of give INEO the benefit of the doubt here is that the only reason that we saw a tremendous explosion of SKUs is from another company that kind of tried, um, just uh, announcing something and price cutting them a day before their announcement. Mm. And then they fought back, which they should have never done. Uh, and then they came out with a bunch of uh, models that no one really even uses to this day. So um, that has accelerated that uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would personally say no, like chill out for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is there any other fall handhelds that, that, that you want to talk about? Anything you know that's coming that, that you're excited for? Uh, the big one that I want to just talk about is the uh, Lenovo Legion Go. I just want to see how Lenovo does it uh, and their implementation compared to the Ally. Um, and I'm just curious about how it's actually going to work in practice. Uh, regardless of anything, the uh, Asus and, and Lenovo are going to be taking the lion's share of whatever the sales are going to be just because of how easy it is to buy these and customer support reasons. So I'm very curious on how the market is also going to respond to it. Yeah, in in my time talking with Lenovo, they they seem to be understanding that one one of the the benefits that Lenovo has, which Lenovo is a huge company, a lot of people don't realize, like Lenovo sells a lot of computers, like worldwide, and I I think they're one of the top three, if if not top two, I I can't remember in, in actual units sold. Like Lenovo is a huge company, so they can leverage that. They can they can get into brick and mortar. I mean, obviously the Ally is in Best Buy, but maybe Lenovo is able to pull even more levers. Like imagine imagine one in in Walmart or something, uh, or imagine if you can get it on Amazon. You know, uh, yeah. on, more online options. Like I, I feel like Lenovo is probably the best poised to do that. 
because of just the, their their show, sheer power. Uh, and, I mean, the fact that they're coming in at the, that same price point of uh of 799 yeah. or i'm sorry 699 yeah uh, which yeah that's that, that could could be a big deal for sure so we'll definitely definitely keep an eye out for that uh i think we'll, we'll we're both excited to to check it out um you know what else we're excited to check out hopefully one day a steam deck 2 uh but it sounds like at least according to the verge they have an article that they posted uh what is this, this is september 21st so uh almost a week ago uh valve uh quoted uh a Pierre Loup Grafias, oh man, I'm horrible with names, uh, said that uh, don't expect a faster Steam Deck uh, in the next quote in the next couple of years. So it sounds like t- maybe 2025, maybe 2026. My like for me, I was like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Like they they don't need to rush out, right? I mean, there's they're probably selling plenty of these steam decks as of right now but the question i have is that like people always complain about how the switch is just so long in the tooth but that's people complain but they're still selling a ton of them like where, where do you think that balance is where you don't want to come out too fast like we were just talking about with Ioneo, but you also don't want to like wait years and years so that it's just getting real long in the tooth like do you, do you feel like 25 26 is is the right time frame for them to to be introducing a steam deck too uh so all right i'm going to answer this in two different parts okay. uh number one yes i do agree with you that 2025 is like a good or a better time to release an update to a steam deck 2 i that's how i feel in my gut however knowing even a year ago uh that there wasn't going to be anything on the foreseeable future that there was there's nothing here that is considerably better than the steam deck especially at lower tdps where this actually makes any sense to endeavor in going into a newer bit of hardware. The reason being is that, uh, well, the best hardware that we can get on a mobile GPU is from AMD right now in terms of a whole holistic solution in terms of having that APU, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have anything now. They don't have anything in the foreseeable future that they're strict point, but strict point is going to go uh, double wide on memory. So instead of 120 bit wide, they're going 256 bit wide. And N3, TSN, TSMC's N3 doesn't look all that hot right now in terms of uh, efficiencies. So what we're looking at is something to actually be able to get better performance, like saying going to 54 watt on the Ioneo Kun doesn't matter as much. On Strix Point, on later stuff from uh, AMD coming out next year, so the 8850U series, uh, that would benefit from pushing to 40 watt and 45 watt. However, from Valve's point of view, they don't want to go up to that wattage. So they want to stay in something that is at 15 watts. So even when we look at 2024, there's nothing available. 2025, maybe, but uh, 2026 is probably a better area. Like 2025, 2026 is finally going to be an area where hardware is going to be at a point where something that we're running at 15 watt can be appreciably better than Mm. the Steam Deck now at 15 watt. Mm. If it's just going to be 10 or 20% better, no one's going to care. It needs to be generational, at least 70 to 80% better inside of that same TDP uh, scope. Unless, and here's my counter, is that unless it's less about the performance uplift and more about the experience right like I, I like the steam deck is awesome but there's definitely things about it that you could see a revision like the the screen is kind of the number one for me 100 yeah right you know so like I, I guess reading that i was also like okay well i mean there there's a context of of what was in that article uh but also like i'm like okay does that leave any w- wiggle room for them to have a, a steam 
a, a Steam Deck Pro or a you know a Steam Deck 1.5 or something like that uh, right. to, to address certain things because like performance I, I I agree with you but the, there's certain just quality of life things maybe they wanted to change a little bit about the ergonomics or the cooling system uh you know like they're like or the fan situation crap i you know that whole fan thing uh it's still yeah. loud as hell so like they i feel like they could make a revision even if they if if the performance wasn't necessarily appreciable uh difference than what 100% it is i agree yeah yeah if, i mean i think everyone would love like an oled steam deck um and going across the board right like if they could go to 32 gigs of ram and still have the same thing right Going to 32 gigs of RAM or even 24 gigs of RAM would put them in a situation where they weren't so bound with pushing this upper limit and pushing everything to swap or trying to manage swap as much as they are, which is why you see the Cairo utilities being such a big thing for a lot of people is because they're basically increasing swap, increasing huge pages because they're running out of system RAM. So even just doing something with giving a little bit more system RAM, having the same Van Gogh chipset, OLED, a better fan, yeah, all of that type of stuff, I totally think would be worthwhile. The only thing that I don't think that they would go with down the OLED route or a different display route is um, uh, SteamOS 3.5 just in, uh, implemented their new uh, GameScope implementation where they are now uh, interfacing with EDID information from any display that's uh, connected to the, to the machine. So they are getting the, uh, we actually talked about this, I believe when we were in LTX, they are actually getting the chroma data from the display itself and actually managing the color space uh, via 3D LUT in real time. And that's already there. They're also doing stuff, uh, which I was thinking was going to be a possibility, but it does look like it's a fact now because that's in their repo is that they're doing reshade like type of stuff. So you can do like a CRT filter, a Game Boy filter or whatever else you want. So yeah, that's nice. coming down the pipe. Yeah. So there's, there's things that they're doing that are modifying how the display is in terms of even just scaling things to fit better on a 16 by 10 panel, if it doesn't support 16 by 10 natively. So they're, for me, a lot of the things, especially with how Valve is addressing certain situations, their response to Cairo utilities was like, no, that type of stuff is fixing a bug and we need to address that. So I don't even think that they would go to more RAM initially as like in a revision model. Hmm. So there's all these things that I think that, yes, I would agree with you, but from the responses that I've seen from Valve, I don't think that they would entertain it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what, what, about, what about other model options? Do you think that yeah. they would ever introduce, oh, hey, you know what, we, we still have the same three models that, that we offer now, but maybe there's one uh, even a more higher end, like, you know, and, or do right. you think that's going to gonna make the skews a little too thinned out? Uh, so, uh, again, this is something that I think that everyone would like, except I think that this is only my gut feeling. I have no total speculation on my part, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the Steam Deck is like Gabe approved, right? So it's like it has to have <laughs> yeah, a little stamp Gabe approved. Each <laughs> that one it, that come through, he just stamps them. Dude, like I don't know, like ten years, fifteen years ago, he was playing World of World of Warcraft on a forty-two inch plasma. Like you know, no one was doing this, but he's sitting two feet away from this forty-two inch plasma. So I think that he just likes larger things, and uh, the ergonomics matter to him. The everything around it matters to him. So mm-hmm. I like saying something like, Oh, they'll make a smaller steam deck. I don't think that they would um, because of moving the track pads, moving everything else, where are you going to start fitting all that stuff? Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to abandon them. So no, I think the only thing is that we could realistically have a larger screen because those bezels are huge on the steam deck. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my speculation. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that there's a gut feeling in my, in my stomach that there's an approval process on there. And they're like, this is the correct size. And that's, 
game game approved. <laughs> game approved. I like it. Uh, so okay, g- give it to me right now, Carrie. What is your wish list on the Steam Deck Two? If 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 you were if you were the one putting the approval stamps on and you had the choice, what what is is coming down? Uh, okay, so keeping the same uh, form factor that it is, I think that I'm fine with it, even though a lot of people think it's too large. It is actually very comfortable to use. Mm-hmm. I would wish that they min-max the size so that there is a bezel-less screen that occupies that entire cavity for that screen. Mm-hmm. I wish that they go OLED. Uh, I wish that they push the envelope in every way that they possibly can, insofar as not even just like frequency and stuff that is very gamer-oriented, things that are very handheld-oriented. So things that are... Uh, cost so more con- RGB. Uh, co- You're just saying more RGB, right? <laughs> Very cost conscious on um, power spend. And that's across the board. So if we're even just talking about uh, everything that is going to consume power in, in any part of the stack needs to be min-maxed as much as possible so that when we're running the Steam Deck at 15 watt right now, that we're not using 27 watt total. We're going to be using something like 20 watt total. Hmm. If they can minimize that, they're going to get a you're going to have a better handle experience because being on battery, you're going to have a longer, you'll be able to play longer. So that is something that I think if they can min max that, that's going to give them an advantage over all these other PC gaming handhelds that exist. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the cooling solution? Like I, I feel like having, I, I recently repasted my deck. Uh, I have changed out the fan. Like, I feel like it could be beefed up more. Like what what do you think? I'm I'm in agreement. Uh, I think uh, for them, they're looking at it through a target specification of what they're trying to hit, or what what are like an allowance of heat that they're allowed to hit. Mm-hmm. It can definitely be improved because we see other makers doing way better than they are. Um, I don't think that they care to go that route. The other part that I didn't consider as much, and I only found this out recently, the uh, RFI shield that is over the heatsink component of the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. If you remove that and put the back plate back on, mm-hmm. uh, the back plastic actually gets blazingly hot uh, comparatively. So that RFI shield is actually absorbing heat and preventing heat uh, any uh, ra- heat radiating to the outside plastic. So they're doing a lot there that uh from a user's perspective is already good enough and i think that is their qualifying metric is good enough mm. uh, rather than can be absolutely best well, we like good enough here uh <laughs> speaking of which i actually did change out the back plate to one of those jsox uh um the like the the see-through uh mm-hmm. ones uh, you know kind of the the old old school gordon calls them game boy uh <laughs> see-through plastics uh and it has a little pad that touches that 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 uh, that shield, and I was surprised by how much heat it was it yeah. was pushing off into the back of it. I was like, oh, actually, I don't know if I like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it is surprising. Yeah, there there's a lot that goes into it that uh, you would think just a small change like that wouldn't matter as much, but it actually does. Uh, what what about connectivity? So, somebody in the chat saying, uh, you know, being able to to put an eGPU on it, uh, or you know, uh, maybe an OcuLink. Yeah, so I'm a big Oculink fan. Oculink is something that is super underground right now. Like, that's like hardcore users only. Mm-hmm. I am actually talking to you right now through my WinMax 2 that's Oculink to a 4090. Like, that's my setup. So Fancy. that is something that I'm hardcore about. So if you're going to ask me about connectivity in that regard, yeah, Oculink is Oculink is amazing, especially the newer iterations, which are actually using a newer port when we go into, like, PCIe uh, Gen 5. Wow. So there's a newer port for that. Um, so, yeah. I'm a big fan of it because even on my solution right now, going to 4090, 
I'm having a great time. So yes, please. <laughs> what about what about Linux support? Uh, is is Linux and OcuLink work really well? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as far as Linux is concerned, OcuLink is expressing itself as PCIe lanes. Oh, okay. As far as Linux is Linux is concerned, it's just a GPU that's connected to the system via PCIe. Oh, so it just sees it. Uh, yeah, so there's like no compatibility thing whatsoever. The only thing that you have to make sure of is that there are Oculink where you can actually wake up via three volt three vel, uh, rail, mm -hmm. uh, so you can power on the GPU when you power on the host system. Oh. Some Oculink connections don't support this, um, like GPD stuff doesn't support this. Uh, so you have to actually turn the GPU on first before you power on the machine. So make sure that that is uh, that condition is satisfied before going forward. But after that, yeah, there's no problems. <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of of no problems, uh, Intel feels like they have a problem. Maybe that the, they don't get to play in this space. Uh, we we were talking, you know, like, hey, this is this is pretty much AMD led. But uh, I don't know if you've been following the news. Uh, mm -hmm. We last week went down to Intel Innovation, where they they took the a lot of the wraps off of Meteor Lake, now called Intel Core Ultra Processors. Uh, um, and uh, one one of the things that 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 seemed pretty apparent to me is that uh, there are a lot of benefits of the Meteor Lake architecture that would help handheld gaming. Uh, and there has been options in the past, like uh, like I, I'm trying to think of uh, exact companies, but there have been some companies that are like, hey, do you want an AMD chip or do you want an Intel chip? Have you ever looked at any of those uh, those Intel based ones? Uh, yeah. So yeah, like um, Intel had an AMD uh, DGPU that was like on the same the same uh, die core. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So and then they had their own the KB Lake G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had their own forked um, driver set for that as well. So yeah, there's always those uh, interesting looking things that I was always interested in. Even Crystalwell when it was just Iris Intel Iris, right, where you had that large EDRAM that they had on there, which benefited the CPU as well. So there's lots of things that Intel has played around with. Uh, even outside of DGPU is just additional cache, much like Infinity Cache is uh, for AMD. So Crystalwell existed on Intel long ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm. If they can manage that, I think that would be fantastic. Like if we could figure out a way where Nvidia wasn't mad at Intel anymore, uh, and they could figure that out. Yeah, that would be killer. <laughs> well, I I remember when I saw my first handheld PC. Uh, me personally, that that was the the Alienware. Um, UFO, the project UFO or whatever. It was just a prototype. Never, never ended up coming coming out. But that was Intel based, mm -hmm. and you know, like the, there was we. I think uh, there was like a, a, an F one game that we could play around with. But yeah, it was, it was Iris Graphics. If Gordon were here, he'd make a joke about Iris Graphics and how you know it. I guess it works, uh, kind of thing. But you know, for for Meteor Lake specifically, and, and they they haven't shown off uh, the the demos that they were showing. Uh, at the at the event last week, I mean, it's not really a gamer crowd, so it doesn't surprise me that they didn't have like gaming demos uh, shown. And, and maybe it's too early. Who knows for for software or whatnot? But they're saying with this new Arc uh, architecture, two times the performance of for what, what is is yeah is currently available. So if if you if you think about that, if you you at least kind of like imagine, okay, what what could that be? Look mm -hmm. at the handhelds that have Intel options right now. Like uh, Ioneo has Intel options, don't they? On on they some did. of their handhelds, they do. Yeah. So uh, imagine two times performance on that. Do you think we're in the same ballpark? Is it like, hey, you know what, we can go toe to toe with AMD, or is it at least close? 
they're still behind AMD in that in that in that space. Even at two times, I've already done this. So I had the 1260p Alder Lake Intel chipset that I've competed against. Mm-hmm. It's the same as Tiger Lake. So Tiger Lake and Alder Lake are yeah. effectively the same because those G GPUs are effectively the same. They mm-hmm. don't really do much at all. Um, if we take a look at it, no matter which wattage we look at it, five watt, ten watt, fifteen watt, twenty watt, twenty five watt, uh, AMD just destroys them. Um, actually, did, I tweeted about it a long time ago. I said, I don't know who, who needs to hear this, um, and I think that's in there. But I compared the twelve sixty p versus sixty eight hundred U at the time, mm. and uh, AMD's situation, even at five watt, was like four times better. Oh, uh, yeah. So even at the low end, this two x per watt doesn't enter into it at the high end we start getting close to where amd is but we're still not even beating it and that's at 6800u not even at 7840u uh with 7840u wasn't wasn't all that much better anyway but as we start pushing up waters we're still like 20 30 percent better uh than 6800u so no they would still be behind uh the eight ball that's just from a horsepower point of view from what we have right now that's not even counting how bad uh intel's driver situation is which is uh bleak <laughs> so so for you you think they they need to be able to compete in this space and to i mean because the 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 idea i mean i'm sure intel's idea is to be winning uh but from a consumer aspect i like the idea of being like okay well uh, you can get the ionia coon do you want the intel version or do you want the amd version and you know what yeah. there maybe you get some strengths and weaknesses uh in both but you know at least you have an option uh in order to get there you think it's the the performance they need more performance per watt but then also the the drivers and and the software support. Drivers huge. Like I would say, drivers is first. Oh. Performance performance on Arc, whatever they're claiming two x perf per watt. That's at least entering into where we were last year, right? So okay, I can I can deal with that. I could also deal with that because Intel actually does a really a much better job than AMD does inside of TDP scopes in terms of managing that. Hmm. Um, so their power schema is actually more. It, it makes sense um, versus whatever AMD has got going. So I uh, I like Intel's implementation there, but at a performance level, fine. However, for instance, Starfield, when it launched, did not work at all on Intel GPUs, like just a black screen. But so that that was just discrete GPUs, so right? Was integrated so also? Yeah, on, on, on iGPUs, so I have a Tiger Lake over there. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War, when that came out, there was a big texture issuing problem. There is a consistent issue. There, The issue has been so bad. Again, even before AMD came out to uh, handhelds, we were using Intel for the longest time. So we have Tiger Lake handhelds that I was, so the GPD Win 3. It was so bad that a community effort has been spawned, which Intel themselves actually participate in. And the community is submitting driver problems gaming driver problems (laughs) that intel themselves are working with it's on it's on git so uh they have a lot of work to do how how responsive have they been do you you feel like they could get there uh from what it for what it's worth i'm really happy with you know them doing as much as they they have been the problem is that intel is behind the eight ball in a lot of ways right number one is their performance isn't there yet amd and nvidia are are beating them uh, number two is no game development company is even considering them. So when they're making games, they're going to be talking to AMD or NVIDIA. And when Intel comes up, they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, no, no, we have a GPU. And they're just like, ah, ha, 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 that's very funny. Um, but yeah, so that's the problem that Intel has is that it, even if they were to be banging on all cylinders, they have 
a lot of fronts that they have to be attacking on. So their work is cut out for them at the current moment. Do you, do you think, and this is just wild speculation, this is not something that probably Intel would want to do, but what if they were like, hey, uh, you have an Ioneo Kuhn and you save a hundred bucks by doing the Meteor Lake version? Uh, so that, that you're like, hey, you know what? Like you can save a little bit of money. You know, it's not as performant. There's right. a little more bugs, but you know, so somebody might want to be able to 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 have have a little bit of cost savings. You know, I think that you know, if they, if they could compete on price, right? If they can just be competitive on price against AMD, that is uh, that's something to consider. I think a lot of people might find that to be compelling. Uh, they might wind up regretting that choice. The one benefit is that Intel CPUs are very good. Um, and also the power schema on Intel is very good. So there may be some way, even with this entire, you know, with ARP being 2X, there may be some wear in here when they're, they're what, what are they called, tiles? Their tiles, tile yeah. architecture, chiplets, um, that we can finesse a way where we're using very little power. Tiger Lake, for what it's worth, I could get that machine down to like two watt and still run indie games. So you were using like five watt total system power. So I was having like 10 hours of battery life on Intel, which is harder to do on AMD. So Intel does better in that respect. If this will carry forward on, you know, leaving their monolithic approach and carry forward on their, their chiplet design, then they have something that's compelling there as well. So yes, if they're competitive on price and we can just kind of look at it from an extreme low power uh, angle compared to like AMD and see how well they do. That might also be compelling because you, there's also indie games, right? Indie games are going to run on this relatively well. So yes, I think that there's still an avenue that we can look at this to, there's a slice of individual that would find that compelling if the price was competitive. Yeah. I mean, they, they talked a lot about the, the advantage of, uh, uh, of, of having the low power e-course, the, the L, what we're calling the LPE course uh, on the, the actual SOC tile. And they're like, Hey, in some, in some uh, situations, all you need are just those two cores and you don't have to light up that, that full tile with the, all of the other compute units going on. So like maybe, maybe that is a benefit that they can have to just be like, Hey, this is sure. It's not going to, you know, perform one-to-one, but you want low power, you want battery life. Like like Willis, like would you have rather have somebody something that just like can go really you know to the wall with uh with performance, but you're only gonna get a couple hours on the battery, or maybe another option where uh the battery will last a super super long time, you know say eight hours or something, uh but he, the the performance is just not gonna be the same. Oh, I was kind of struggling with that uh with with some some handhelds in recent years, but it's like okay if I were to go. On, on a flight, right? Mm-hmm. I would prefer longer battery life, just mm-hmm. because you know, it makes more sense. I stuck on a plane. I'm going to we're going to Computex. Uh, you know, 13 hour plane ride. That, that <laughs> yeah. that's a long time. That, but that, we can get a lot of gaming out of it. So I I wish there was that better balance. But I think for me, I would still prefer um, more better performance mm-hmm. uh, or, or better graphics. Sorry, better graphics mm-hmm. over battery life, <laughs> in my opinion. All right, all right. yeah. No, interesting, and and it's funny. Like for me, I actually mostly plug in on the wall. Uh, mm-hmm. So like a, like the the situation, I'm I I usually sit on the couch in the living room. My wife will watch something on the TV, and I'm I'm playing on the handheld. There's a wall port right there. Like so, battery life doesn't really matter to me mm-hmm. personally. Uh, like I mean, I can respect it, and especially in those situations, like a flight for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I I 
I actually like being able to, to push the performance, which is why I, I ordered a, a Kuhn because I'm curious to see <laughs> uh, how that's going to go. But yeah, so so you do think Intel at least kind of has a pathway forward. I mean, obviously, we I mean we haven't even seen them the, the, that especially that two times performance. They didn't show us any exact right. charts of like games and whatnot. So who knows? Maybe they're they're there's uh they they're kind of holding holding it back and actually it's going to be something more like three times the performance i i don't know uh so we just need to see some hard numbers yeah yeah at the moment it's it would just be barely competitive with last year's amd model uh last generation amd um which is in the steam deck uh yeah so it's like we're all it would almost be comparable to rdna to almost there um, now with those tiles, like you said, with those low power CPU cores, and if you can just power gate all the P cores and, and disengage a whole bunch of tiles that don't need power, then they're going to have something that's special. I, I mean, as, as much as no one says, like they don't care about battery life. I, I think that it's valuable. Um, it's something that is going to be for a lot of different people. And also I know that there's a lot of people that actually do play plugged in all the quite often. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like there's, there's something to be said to still being very mindful of power and performance and not needing a minimum power to achieve that, uh, to achieve a level. I mean, yeah, because like I, I play on, uh, I, I don't know what the equivalent graphics performance of a, a Switch is, <laughs> but I play on a Switch and, you know, I mean, it's, you know, how would, yeah. you, how would you stack the performance, I guess? Uh, it, it's hard to compare one to one, but the Switch so, versus like the Steam Deck. I mean, when you think about it, mm-hmm. when you think about what the Switch is doing, it is actually still amazing to this day. And I know no one wants to hear that. No one really wants to hear that. But like the Switch is, what, eight years old? Um, it's forever old, seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is running, well, the newer models like Marico and stuff, effectively they're running at two to three watt TDP for pretty much every game in a handheld state. They're using around um, five watt on the older ones total. And you're lo- using around like three watt total a uh, four watt total um, on the newer Marico sets. So you're getting five hours of battery life on an 18 watt hour battery. Uh, that's half the battery capacity of a Steam Deck and getting five hours of battery life on like a game like Zelda or Witcher. So they are killing it by clocking these things so low and being exceedingly, um, like they're just, they're min maxing wherever the efficiency points are on this thing and only spending that. So they're like optimizing voltage. They're doing a lot there. So in that respect, what you are getting from switch is actually a hyper optimized, um, system for battery and all of the games by developers are targeting that. So when people are complaining like Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat one, the new Mortal Kombat one, mm-hmm. uh, they're <laughs> like, they're ragging on the switch because of how bad it looked compared to everything else. But, I mean, the switch takes less power than an LED light bulb. So, <laughs> well, but I, I think in my mind, okay, well, what if, what if there is a handheld Intel based handheld meteor Lake based handheld that has that, that kind of goal of like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. This is all about efficiency. This is all about battery life. You can get yeah. like a switch like experience on it. Um, yeah. If you're, if you were like to put that in comparison, right? Like if you were to say, if meteor Lake was able to accomplish what they're doing in some respect, like some indie game, right. And you have these 40, 50 watt hour batteries that were on here, you're going to be looking at 13 hours of battery life, 14 hours of battery life, um, which is insane. That's like, you know, it, ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you know, if anything, 
uh, I mean, as awesome as AMD is doing, more competition is is always better. Uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, hopefully something can uh, can come of it. We will yet to see. What was it? October? No, uh, December nineteenth. I think is the Meteor Lake launch day. So, who knows? Maybe at CES, there's a a whole new handheld uh, that has a that'd, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> has an option in it. Um, Anyway, uh, I, let's switch over to Q&A because we're, we're running a little short on time. Uh, I have a couple questions from uh, our friends over on the Discord. Uh, if you have a question, uh, get into the chat right now. If oh, I'm just going to be real choosy, uh, but more importantly, if you're watching or listening to this later, go over to uh, our Discord. There's a link to it in the description. Uh, find folks over there, and we have a, a channel for full nerd questions. Uh, first question comes in from front of the show, Master Procrastinator. Uh, says uh, Steam Deck, PC or console? What do you say, Carrie? Console. Wrong. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. That's it. We're we're wrapping up. Uh, we're done. We got to get out of here. Uh, thank you for joining us. You're not coming back. Uh, just kidding. All right. So okay, just defend yourself. Why why do you say it's the console? Okay, so uh, Valve has done an amazing job with uh, Proton, Vulcan, GameScope. They have done a lot of work for a decade now where they have been trying to lower the barriers for people that have been afraid to play games on PC. PC gaming has been a challenge for a lot of people. And most of the times the people are, anytime anyone says, oh, I can play better on a PC. And they're like, yeah, but I just like the convenience of playing on a console. The Steam Deck has been the single, I would say GameScope, Vulcan, and Proton have been a single layer that have reduced the amount of effort for people to play PC gaming in its entirety, there has been nothing that has been as turnkey solution as the Steam Deck has been for PC gaming uh, ever. Okay. No, I, I, I dig it. Wait, but you just said PC gaming. So I, 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 all, look, I have, I, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I consider it, it's PC2 is what I called it a long time ago. It's the sequel to the PC. The sequel to PC. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you actually, you know what? We we have fans in the chat who probably would love to hear the Linux is the sequel to the PC. I mean, uh, Gordon would say, you know, as long as you can do your taxes, it's a PC, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. No, no, no. Not giving me any shade. We, we love consoles here, too. Uh uh, we do have a super chat. I totally forgot. Uh, Denever one G one friend of the show gave us five dollars earlier. Thank you so much. Said thank you for the show, guys. No, thank you for for hanging out. Uh, they said uh, Lenovo is so big you might find it at your college bookstore. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you go to a college bookstore. You got oh man, uh, I, I got my uh, uh, I, I got my money in. My my student loan money in. Uh, I got to buy my books, but I could just get the Lenovo Legion Go. Uh, that would be hilarious. Um, all right, uh, another question in here from the Discord. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Bob Jones, uh, nineteen eighty, just gave a question. Do you think Nvidia will get into Windows handhelds? It's a good question. Oh, so th- this is uh, all right. So this is um, I. <laughs> Tinfoil Hyatt and all the other stuff. Mm. Remember when NVIDIA tried buying ARM and then they weren't allowed to? Mm-hmm. And do you remember the time like uh, NVIDIA Enforce and Intel like put the boot on NVIDIA and NVIDIA is still upset about it to this day? Okay. And now NVIDIA is worth like several bazillion dollars <laughs> and Intel isn't. So uh, there's always been this like looming thing in my mind was like, when is NVIDIA just going to buy Intel? Uh, so if they bought Intel to have their x86 component, then yes, I could totally see that happening. Uh, otherwise, no, I don't think NVIDIA would come into it because that uh, if you take a look at NVIDIA's track record, 
every business partner that they've ever had, uh, Microsoft had uh, NVIDIA GPU, next console didn't have it. So Sony didn't have it. Uh, Tesla, they left them. Everyone that is a business partner with NVIDIA eventually leaves. The only person that hasn't is Nintendo so far, and we don't even know what the Super Switch is using, though we have leaks and stuff, but we don't know what the business arrangement uh, under whatever happened there. Mm -hmm. So uh, no, unfortunately, NVIDIA uh, hurts themselves in, in that regard too much and that they know that they have really good stuff and they want top dollar for it and they're they're not very good business partners. Mm, that's a bummer. Okay. Uh, a couple more questions here. Uh, a AJD old channel archive. Uh, hello said, uh, your favorite handheld of all time out of all of us. All time. Not, not even PC. Uh, I can go first. I would say the, the DS Lite. That was like, mm, man, the hardware was awesome. The games were awesome. Like I, man, I just, I love, I love the time. And maybe it's also a time and place just for me. Uh, cause I, I did a lot of handheld gaming at the time, but like the DS Lite is probably my top one. I'm going to say the GPD win two, um, is my favorite handheld of all time. Wow. Uh, it's pretty because, recent. Well, it came out in 2017. Um, but, uh, it was the first realization that everything I thought was possible could be possible. It was as if literally, uh, I had made a wish and it came true. I actually said that in my review and it was everything I ever wished for. And it was, uh, almost surreal to physically use it in my hands um so that is probably my favorite one dang okay willis you took mine it's also ds oh ds Lite. Yeah. okay I, yeah nice. I, I had a lot of great games with it my favorite one was um it was a uh jump star where you basically play a bunch of uh anime characters uh, and uh, on the bottom okay. of the screen it's like those uh manga uh like uh like panels panels yeah. that you can just like tap and then just like do attacks and all that stuff it was it was awesome <laughs> that's funny okay I, I dig it i dig it um uh satnav asks uh the fox uh what, what's on the shelf behind you should point point out some fun stuff oh uh that's a laser printed uh wood panel that someone made for me at ltx nice uh that's a vectrex behind me if Ooh. you've never seen a, a vector-based uh display you oh, really should yeah uh they're super crisp uh we have the odyssey 2 over here turbo graphic 16 up over here down here it's basically just a bunch of stuff i have a turbo express i don't know if you can see that right there oh. so there's a little handle there nice uh yeah it's just a, a bunch of, i got the 360 pcb over there I have the PS3 PCB down. I can't probably see it. Anymore. So there's the this is the PS3 PCB. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> so processing, man. Yeah, it's just uh, it's uh, basically like a small museum of of hardware. I love it. Um, uh, and then the last question we'll get out of here from a friend of the show, Ziv. Uh, I'm curious what you think of handhelds that lean closer to being mini laptops, like the GDP. Oh, we kind of already answered that one. So. Yeah, you love them. They're you. They're your your favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I use it. I'm using it right now. <laughs> I've been using. I've been using it for uh, months now. It's my been my desktop replacement. Uh, what about uh, handhelds becoming your phone? <laughs> With the, oh, you know, like the iPhone 15 coming out <laughs> or oh, that, that yeah. just came out. So um, <clears throat> this is something that I've been. Uh, if you actually look me up, um, and Gadget called me the uh, Power Mad Modder. In 2011, they wrote an article about me. They said that I was the power mad modder. I had turned a Samsung uh, Epic 4G into a gaming phone. Uh -huh. So I just ripped off the keys on the keyboard part of it and made like a D-pad and buttons. Oh. So they called me the power mad modder. Uh, I have been, I'm, I'm actually a firm believer in gaming phones being where we need to go, especially we take a look at streaming uh, like xCloud and uh, GeForce Now, all these other technologies that we have with 5G. 
Um, so the hurdle has always been playing natively on on the the, con the handheld itself, which hasn't really been there. I am a firm believer that gaming phones should exist. Um, and I've Same. been asking everyone. I've been asking Ioneo. I've been asking GPD, saying, where are your phones? Please, I want it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and, and we're getting even more uh, Android-based options on the higher end as well. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's a, a big market. Yeah, so this is the Ioneo Pocket Air. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, and then the Odin 2 uh, just finished up, so they're going to be shipping out those whenever. Uh, but yeah, we take a look at the high end of what those are. I wish that those companies would, would do something. Uh, it kind of kills me a little bit inside because, you know, LG made their wing phone, the last oh, phone that they ever made. Yeah, we actually still have that here. Yeah, so it's a phone that flips sideways and like makes a T of itself. Yeah. And Lenovo was like, oh, we're out of ideas, guys. We don't know what to do. We're going to exit the phone industry. And it's like, that is what you did as like your last one. Like a gaming phone was worse <laughs> an, a worse idea than that. <laughs> That's what kills me about it is that they're doing all these weird designs, you know, phones that taco in half and uh i don't know it's 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 crazy to me i don't know why a gaming phone doesn't exist yet <laughs> well the yeah i mean i i remember i reviewed the original uh uh razor phone and i loved that thing for a number of reasons high refresh rate obviously the front facing speakers were amazing but also that thing was built like a damn tank so it was just like you, you, i didn't worry about having a case on it or anything like that uh the second one i didn't like as much but yeah like I, I love gaming phones, uh, for sure. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, bring back the end gauge, right? Yeah, yeah. The end, uh, the Xperia Play. <laughs> Sony never made it. They wouldn't let them call it the PlayStation phone. It was just the Xperia oh. Play. They sent that out with a Spartan Def, and then uh, they just never came back out with it. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. Uh, you know what else is crazy? That we need to get out of here. Unfortunately. Uh, we, we got places to be. Uh, yeah, so check back next week for your fix of PC Talk here on The Full Nerd. Uh, to listen to us on the go, uh, point your, your podcatcher of choice uh, at, at an RSS feed. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Uh, and if you are on one of those services, please leave us a review every time you do. Uh, the Fox gets a new handheld in to test. I need to see him test more, so please leave a review and he'll get more tests for us. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for, for stopping by. I love chatting with you. We need to have you on again for damn sure. Please. Yes, I would love it. Thank you so much for having me. Now it's a good time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for watching. Sorry, it's a little bit short of our show. Uh, uh, we got some timing constraints here, uh, but Willis is going to get us out of here. Thanks, everybody. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, it's uh, a trip down memory lane, just uh, listening to you, uh, all these uh, old... Uh, handhelds uh maybe go uh boot up your old uh ds light you know i, I know I'll, i'm gonna look for mine actually do it <laughs> all right everyone uh we'll see you next time bye